1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone! tell you what, that was a spectacular
2: play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
1: What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's
2: done it again! Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben.
0: Welcome to week one, everybody. But we still got some preseason, well, you know, draft prep to talk about here. We'll give you some... Fantasy Superlatives, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Biggest Bust we will make our predictions for the 2021 fantasy football season. If you're still drafting, we have news for you. Uh, uh, And if you're not drafting, we have news for you that will be relevant. And looking forward to uh, getting this season started already. I'm Adam Azer with Chris Towers, with Dave Richard, and with Jamie Eisenberg. Fellas, I am going to ask you about some of your, you know, preseason risers in the sense that you've done most of your drafts now. And I don't know if you found yourself kind of taking the same players, like maybe it was Mark was or Damian Harris or something like that. I'll ask you about that. But first I want to start with your fantasy MVP. I'm going to go alphabetical here. I'm going to go with Chris alphabetical order. Chris, you can start us off. Who's your fantasy MVP with your 2021 preseason prediction here?
1: I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. Uh, certainly if Joe Mixon has a great season, he's going to be the fantasy MVP for me because of how many leagues I have him in. So, That's going to be my pick. I think this is finally the year we see that big Joe Mixon season people have been waiting for.
0: Okay, Joe Mixon. I like it. Dave, you are next in the alphabet.
2: The fantasy MVP will be TJ Hawkinson. Tight end of the Detroit Lions, the lowly Lions. This will be their Super Bowl is TJ Hawkinson having a big year. It's, It's not going to help them win games. Well, maybe it'll help them win a couple. But I think fantasy owners that take him are going to be real happy with the results at the end of the year.
3: Jamie, you are next. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the same guy I gave for the fantasy footballer. So I'll be consistent on uh, the two best podcasts in the world. Uh, Miles Gaskin <laughs> is uh, the fantasy MVP. Um, so I, I think Gaskin is uh, going to have a, a monster season. I'm glad that uh, Brian Flores gave us that uh, scare in week one, just because uh drove down the price a little bit with uh, Malcolm Brown, week one of the preseason. With Malcolm Brown uh, getting all that work, so Miles Gaskin's gonna have a monster campaign, building off what he did last year. Who
0: who is the player that benefited the most from the price being uh, lowered due to injury or something like? That? If it's not Gaskin,
2: you know, who- might be Dak Prescott. It's gonna be Jamar Chase.
3: Uh, I think there's going to be a handful of receivers because we saw if they're healthy and they're right. We saw Mike Williams fall. We saw Curtis Samuel fall. We saw Marquise Brown fall. We saw all these guys basically become free on draft day. So all those guys, without a doubt.
0: Mm -hmm. DeAndre Swift on the higher end?
3: Uh, Potentially.
0: Yeah, we'll see. If you still believe
3: in him, yeah, potentially.
0: Does does anyone still believe in him? Yeah, I do. (sighs) Yeah. <laughs> okay, so no. took t- t- me a second to get that but yes he still does believe in him i'll get my uh my assortment of what What do you want he said one two three four or compilation
3: what's the uh, one that what? sounds like he's uh really excited if you know what i mean let's Whoa. try
0: this one mm. <laughs> how's that, Is that that's it? the one go on <laughs> Oh, mm. uh, right. I just did a face. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, all right. Good stuff. So those are our fantasy MVPs. I asked you on Twitter who your fantasy MVP, all, all the superlatives are given today. So I'll read some of those a little bit later. Ben Schrager, his flight was delayed. He usually tells me what to promote, but he didn't tell me what to promote today. So if you guys, I'm going to let you all promote one thing, Chris, promote
1: your newsletter. Fantasy football today newsletter. Subscribe cbssports.com slash newsletters. Uh, it's gonna be in your inbox. I don't Having a little every bit every morning. Of- so make sure you subscribe. Chris, it's we are having a, a little bit of
0: uh, a little bit of trouble with your internet connection. I don't know you, you can know. find it.
3: <laughs> 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 Just <laughs> type it timing
0: CBS <laughs> dot 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 letter and uh, <laughs> you'll be able to find it. if you i don't know if you're on wi-fi maybe you could switch over there
3: jamie promote hq uh we are live labor day monday cBS sports hQ but we're there every day at noon to help you dominate your fantasy leagues and starting sunday a week from today or i guess it'll be uh six days from today when you're hearing this but Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern is the best pregame fantasy show and probably the best pregame gambling show and probably the best pregame anything show that you'll find. 10 a.m. Eastern, CBS Sports HQ. Are you better than Inside the NBA? Uh, pregame NFL show. Okay. But yes, we, we are better name, than NBA. I mean, we can name all the, the players. NBA. Thanks, Adam, for supporting your teammates.
1: <laughs> you can name all the players. That's good. Yeah, we can That's correctly it. identify which players all the guys play for. So... We got that going on Uh, for us.
3: That is a bonus. Uh, And Pete Prisco is probably just as entertaining as Charles Barkley, just not as well-known.
0: Pete Prisco is up there. Mm -hmm. He
3: is very funny. Uh, Dave. He's making his return to uh, HQ for FFT on on Wednesday when he challenges Heath Cummings for Name That Player.
0: Does does Heath ever win
3: that? Does Heath Heath
2: Heath ever win that?
3: Heath always wins?
0: Oh yeah, my for watching.
2: gosh. Wait, no, I Adam, watched it during the. Telethon. Adam, no Oh no. Adam, oh no, no I was, I was, it was, was
0: prices right. It was prices right that I was watching that Dave watched.: Yeah,
2: he got screwed out of ADP prices right.
0: Yeah, yeah, sorry. All right, Dave, producer promote, decision. Promote your trade chart:
2: The preseason trade chart I don't know if it's out yet, but it will be soon. It will help you in case you did your draft and you go, "Oh crap, my team sucks. It'll help you make deals to improve your team and make it better. I'd also like to promote my mother. Sarah Lynn Richard, fantastic mystery author. You can go to palmcirclepress.com, order your own copy of A Murder of Principal. What happens when a new maverick principal gets murdered in their new school? <laughs> You're going to find out with A Murder of principal. Only available at palmcirclepress.com and also on a site called Amazon.
0: Okay, All great. Done. Now, let's go to some football news here. Jamison Crowder tested positive for COVID. Um, Jamie, what's the fantasy impact here?
3: None for week one, and probably none for a lot of fantasy drafts. I mean, hopefully he's okay, obviously, but um, I I don't think anybody's really excited about Jameson Crowder, and may open a few more targets for you know Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, but uh, maybe Denzel Mims as well, Tyler Croft, you know, who knows? But he's he's got still a lot to prove before fantasy managers are, are interested in him. Davis and Elijah Moore are good DFS plays this week. Zach Wilson might be a good DFS
2: play too.
0: I had trouble not defensive putting... plan, uh, they've got some
2: weaknesses in there. Their front is pretty good.
0: I had trouble not streaming. putting uh, Robbie, yeah. Robbie, they Robbie Anderson. Anderson.
2: They'll be really popular they're, in DFS.
0: I, 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 sorry. I had uh, trouble not putting Robbie Anderson in my DFS lineup because he got the revenge factor there. The Jets are at yeah, Everybody line with no. Every, the,
2: Everybody's going to do that stack, and they're going to do a Jaguar
0: stack. I'm Those
2: are two that. stacks that are going to be really popular.
0: All right, Zach Martin is on the reserve COVID list. He's out for week one. This That's a big story. Dallas yes. is all pro guard. And Lyle and, Collins is banged up. And yes, he's practiced, though. He's uh, looking like he's going to play. This is a Thursday night game at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's run defense two years in a row. They've allowed the fewest fantasy points to running backs. When they had Vita, Vita Veya healthy last year, they gave up fewer than three yards per carry. Um, The year before that, 3.05 yards per carry to running backs. So you're starting Zeke. Let's hope he's involved in the passing game. Let's hope he scores. But if he doesn't have a good game, I mean, they have done – like last year, Vita Vea faced Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, and those guys actually caught a lot of passes, but they didn't run well. So if Zeke doesn't do well, don't panic after week one.
3: Trade for him. Sure.
0: Noah Fant is expected to play at the Giants. And speaking of that game, Dan Duggan – Maybe Dugan. Dan Duggan of The Athletic expects Saquon Barkley to play Week 1, but not to have a full workload.
3: Yay.
2: saw Dan yeah. Duggan.
0: saw Dan Duggan. Oh! Not looking as good for Evan Ingram right now. He's got the calf injury. Um, what do you make of this, Chris Towers? The co- Indianapolis coaches, according to The Athletic, want Naeem Hines to have more touches this season. Chris, you there? Oh, there you go. Uh, hmm. Every...
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm having is some frozen issues. Frozen, Chris in his tracks. Mm-hmm.
1: It's really only happening when you're asking me to speak. <laughs> it feels like there's something there. I've been there, man. It's crazy. If Chris was in the
3: incredible, he'd be frozen.
1: Ooh, I don't get. <laughs> I that. I feel like there are there are probably you could probably find a story about every player you want uh, with their coaches saying they want more touches. Given what we know about Jonathan Taylor and the workload he's likely to have. I would be surprised if Naheem had had more touches than, than he did last season.
3: If Especially Chris was with, with the Fortune movie, he'd be in Batman and Robin as Mr. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jamie, chill out. <laughs> um, I think the Naheem Hines story has a little to do with the receiving court situation that they're dealing with. Uh, yeah, you want to get as many potential pass catchers on the field as you you know possibly can. And look, Paris Campbell's got a big opportunity in front of him. They bring in Kiki Q T uh, off Houston's. You know, after Houston cut him on the practice squad, so we'll see what his role eventually is. But I would not be surprised if we see Naeem Hines maybe playing a little bit in the slot for them.
0: Uh, if you were going to now rank Giovanni Bernard, Naeem Hines, James White, Jarek McKinnon, how would you rank them?
3: Uh, James White 1, Gio 2, Hines 3. You mean J.D. McKissick, not Jarek McKinnon.
0: Yeah. Right? Did I say JD McKinnon or Jarek McKinnon? No, you said Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon.
3: Yeah, I oh, yeah. think uh, you're just making a mistake by suggesting that Jarek McKinnon go, should be on our roster. No, it's White, JD McKissick, Geo, McKissick, Hines still. Okay. Uh, flip it for me. I'll take Geo first. Geo, White, McKissick, Hines. Yeah, there was some story that I don't know who wrote it that um, Mac Jones is just going to be fantastic for. I think it was, maybe it was a radio show. Uh, somebody had a Patriots beat writer on. I think that's why I saw somebody tweet it that they were saying James White's going to just have a monster, monster season with Mac Jones.
0: Mm-hmm. Could see it. Uh, New Orleans tight end Juwan Johnson is apparently eligible at both tight end and wide receiver, so keep that in mind.
2: That's on our site on CBS. Yeah, I cannot say for sure about other sites. But and we made him dual eligible.
0: And Jacksonville signed tight end Jacob Hollister. Does that matter to anybody? Oh yeah.
3: No. <laughs> okay, but Juwan he made Chris freeze in his tracks.
0: Juwan Johnson, like if it like should should we be paying more attention to him? I feel like nobody ever drafts him or cares about Juwan Johnson.
2: I, I I watched him play. He's he's average, maybe a little better than average. He's just gonna he would need a lot of targets. He need to be used like Jared Cook to be like useful in fantasy.
3: I mean, it's also look. Troutman's coming back, so yeah. we'll see what his role is going to be too.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh. So, Chris, I'll start with you. Let's hope. Nope. Chris left. Okay. Let's see if we can get him back. He's back. I can. I. I don't. I'll. I'll be your Chris. Now he's back. Chris is back. Hey, Chris. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll start with you on this. As you did your drafts, what were the play? Who were the players that really grew on you this preseason that you ended up drafting a lot and maybe surprised you?
1: I don't think I'm going to be alone in this one, but Jerry Judy is definitely one of those guys. Um just ended up drafting him a lot more than I thought I would early on. Um, Jalen Waddle. I like Jalen Waddle too. I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah. Um wasn't 100% sure what his role was going to be, but with mm. training camp, I think it's worth taking a
0: uh, flyer on him. So I know you like Will Fuller, but who's if you were going to take a Dolphins wide receiver now, who would it be?
2: Are you
1: asking me? Uh, it would still be Fuller first, but I, I like the upside of.
0: <laughs> okay, I think <laughs> I think we might have to. I feel like it. I it's feel like he's playing Mad Libs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. It's like unbelievable. My favorite dolphin's could, like, receiver I is. But <laughs> <stop.
2: laughs> my least favorite dolphin's receiver is. Man. Noun. Proper noun. Right. Right. <laughs> Chris is providing Mad Libs for us.
0: Dave, how about you? Any players that are on a lot of your teams that grew on you this preseason? I was a really big fan of...
2: And I also really started to not like... Okay, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm uh, Look, uh, Jacoby Myers was somebody who I liked and thought he was good as a late-round pick, and then I just watched him play, and I saw how Mac Jones played, and I got really, really pumped about him. And now, like, I've got him ranked as a top 85 player in PPR. Marquez Calloway, another guy that really stood out really did uh, grow on me. And I, I actually now legitimately believe that he's going to be a factor all year long in New Orleans' offense. Uh, and and I I think I like Tyson Williams. I think I like the skill set. I think he's going to be able to contribute for Baltimore. And there would be a really big chance for him if Gus Edwards suddenly became less efficient or missed playing time.
3: How about you, Jamie? Uh, players I dropped a lot of. I actually went through... Um, all 20 in my league so far. And I I, I did this because we're going to talk about this on HQ. The the guys that we've drafted the most, uh, myself, Dave, and Heath. So I can give you Heath if you like as well. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, I was surprised that in the 20 leagues so far, the player I took the most was Myers. I took him in seven leagues so far. Um, Deontay Johnson was next, with six. Uh, I was actually surprised how many times I took Kyler Murray. Uh, five times that I've drafted Kyler Murray. So, you know, for usually, you know, waiting on quarterback, I just felt the value for him was, was obviously good. Of the 20 leagues so far, Ten of them, I have either Kelsey Waller or Andrews. So getting a tight end makes me feel a lot, a lot better. I took Michael Thomas in five of those leagues. Um, six of you include uh, one of the dynasty leagues. And then the running backs that I've taken the most of: Damian Harris, five of them; Miles Gaskin, five of them; both Packers running backs. Not necessarily in the same league. Four times of AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, and Antonio Gibson four times. Um, I've drafted him as well. So it was fun going through and looking at you know the kind of the the the, the guys I've taken the most of. And I, I think I mentioned this. Um, Uh, to Heath at some point. I don't know if it was on the air or not, but I have really mostly drafted back half of the first round in almost every draft, which has been a little weird. Um, So I have no exposure to Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara. I only have one league with McCaffrey because it's a Dynasty League. So I have none of the top three guys. I've picked fourth or lower in every draft. So I have Henry in one league, Zeke in one league. And again, this is 20 20 plus leagues. I still have four (laughs) to go. Um, I don't have the draft order yet in two of them. So maybe I'll get lucky and get you know somebody in the in the top half, but uh, have not have not drafted Dalvin Cook or uh, or Kamara in any leagues that I'm playing out.
0: That is really wild. I've I think I've done ten drafts and I've had I've got one McCaffrey, I've got three Dalvin Cook, I've got one Kamara. That's half my leagues. I had a top three pick. Yeah, and that's lucky.
3: And it's it's funny because like I like Edwards Hilaire and I went through and I don't have any leagues with him in it. I did a lot of mocks with him in it, but I don't have any, Like I was looking at how many of the top 15 running backs that I have. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any with, uh, with to or those other two guys, everybody, every other league I have at least one of the other guys, uh, and the receivers that I don't have at the top, I don't have any Ridley and I don't have any DK Metcalf, which makes me mad that I don't have those two guys.
0: I'm not sure I have any Metcalf either. And he's one of my favorite players. And that does, that does bum me out a little bit. Uh, I was surprised I have very few of the top five tight, ty- uh, quarterbacks, I did, yep. I got a lot of Brady and a lot of Jalen Hurts. Those I have a lot guys. of
3: besides Kyler. It's it's Tannehill is is my second guy that I have a lot of.
0: Just so everybody knows, Heath and I took Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson with our first two picks in the Superflex League in the Ted Team Superflex League. So we're pretty. That's kind of cool. It. Yeah, it was it was fun. Like it. You know, we're like let's have some fun with it here. We had the seventh pick out of ten. How did the rest of that team turn out?
3: Uh, I can look it up for you, Chris. You guys got mixed, and I know he was happy about that.
0: Yeah, we got Mark Andrews. We got Mixon. I don't love our wide receivers. Um, it's, a, it's a solid team, I guess. But
3: Keith's um, five guys that he said he's drafted the most. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Joe mm-hmm. Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, and Tyler Lockett. I found it interesting that he's taking both Lions running backs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: well, he's cl- got both of them as uh, breakouts.
0: Did anybody find themselves deviating from your rankings? And I'll give you an example. Um, you know, look, you could criticize me for this if you want, I'm supposed to be kind of a fantasy host the list or whatever, but I took Russell Wilson over Dak Prescott. I would always tell you to take Dak over Wilson, but I just, but he does that though. I love Russell Wilson. No, he doesn't. I'm sorry. He's just one of my favorite players and I wanted to take him. Um, but one that I really, if I did rankings, I think I, I would probably change and maybe this is nuts, but I took Marquez Calloway over Brandon Cooks. And I, it was just I was like oh, looking at them. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Like, let's just go for it. I just I've got this feeling. Davis got Davis got me juiced I've up. I've got big Callaway vibes. There's a limited upside there with Cooks. There's a limited upside season long for Callaway for sure. But mm-hmm. if he's got big upside for six games, I'll take that. Maybe it's only five games they have to buy. But uh, like Chris, did you it find could your, be good
3: long term? You never know.
0: You could. You could. Um, did you find yourself, Chris, doing any of that, deviating from your rankings, and going maybe I have to reconsider here?
3: Yeah,
1: there there are definitely things that I rank based on like projections, especially if I'm if I'm going off of that. Where um <laughs> so, uh, no, that was that was that's just I'm playing with you guys. So like, I have Melvin Gordon ranked projected slightly higher than Javante Williams. Obviously, I'm much more likely to take Javante Williams. He's actually someone. Javante is another guy that has things went on I, I started drafting more and more of him um and so yeah th- and also we play in so many leagues that like you're not always going to draft exactly by the same order every time because sometimes you just realize I don't have DK Metcalf in a league yet I don't have Kyle there are certainly times when I've reached for Kyle Pitts because I view him like I viewed Vladimir Guerrero Jr. coming into the baseball season where like the most likely outcome is he probably isn't a great value, but if he hits, he's going to be a massive, massive part of winning fantasy championships. And totally, so, yeah. if I'm playing ten leagues, I want him in one or two at least.
0: Okay, you guys want to hear the uh, the super flex team? Here we go. Okay, got to come up with a team name, new team name because it's still Run for Miles for Miles Sanders last year. Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, It's ten team half PPR. Joe Mixon, Chase Edmonds, AJ Brown, Amari Cooper. Mark Andrews, and our flexes are Juju Smith-Schuster and Jamar Chase. We also nice. have Daniel Very Jones. We have Daniel Jones. That's huge. We have wow, Jalen Waddle, Michael Carter, Ronald Jones, and most importantly, Oh, man. Okay, last segment here before we get into the superlatives. Jamie, I'm a little pissed at you because you did something that I should have been doing, and I, fe- I just everybody should be doing this, but you've been the king of it. You've made a lot of transactions because of IR spots. Mm-hmm. You picked up players that aren't on IR because you're going to move players you drafted into IR, or you've picked up players that are on IR because why not? So tell me what you've been doing. So everybody, pay attention and do this tonight.
3: I went through, and, and obviously our leagues I think are a little bit deeper than, than most, but I went through, and the three players that I look for, uh, in every league where Jeff Wilson, Tariq Cohen, and Rashad Bateman, where he was available. He was the least available of that trio. But the other two guys were readily available, and I would probably do a T.Y. Hilton if he was available too, but I don't think that's going to happen as of now because he was drafted in so many leagues. But in any event, um, any of these players that are on short-term IR, see what happens. See what, see what the next few weeks uh, hold for them. I mean, Tariq Cohen and PPR still be in that same conversation as you asked, you know, James White and Giovanni Bernard and those guys. For sure. Uh, Jeff Wilson, by the time he's back, who knows what the 49ers backfield looks like. And he helped a lot of people win fantasy championships last year. And then, you know, Bateman is is still going to be a big part of that Ravens passing attack when he's healthy. So I would do it in deeper leagues. You know, if I, if I, if I really was looking at it, Darrington Evans now, you know, what happens if Derek Henry gets hurt in the first three weeks and and Evans comes back from his knee situation, he's on short-term IR and he's the lead guy for the Titans. You know, there's so many guys out there that are on this, not so many guys, there's enough guys on there that are in this uh, situation that if you have IR spots, Take advantage of it. You're not cheating. You know these guys are legitimately hurt. They're legitimately guys you could stash. Right. Um, Dave, I, I have one question for you because it's 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 in one of the leagues you commission. Our uh, salary cap league. You guys on the pup can't be placed in IR spots.
2: Uh, I don't know. Is that a setting that I can make? It, it, should, well, be it, it, it should, should be fair. It should be fair that open, pup guys go.
3: Yeah, it that, should be open to all, of them, but I can't I can't stash three. Go and then. Yeah, and then, I,
2: I had that issue in one of my leagues. It might have been the salary cap draft. So yeah, I'll I'll fix that for you. Yeah. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know if you could go on there, but this is a game. I think totally the way fine. that setting works every commissioner is like, should look at something like that. Yeah. I totally yeah. love what you're doing, Jamie. I've done it in a bunch of my leagues as well.
1: What are you saying, Chris? No, I think the way that setting works. I had this issue in one of my leagues in a, in a CBS league. Is like if you have it checked, only IR, only players on IR can go in injured spots. Then it pup and NFI players can't go on there.
2: Which Let's is see if I can do it right now. Very oh. frustrating.
0: Okay, so then so then if you uncheck that, you're gonna anyone, have to any injured player yeah, can go in. You're gonna have to look at your
1: team's I made a I made a rule, league. and if anyone puts a non IR player in their IR spot, their entire season is forfeited. I'm not messing around. No <laughs> shenanigans like this. Okay. That's a My little My league harsh. always has people trying to get around the rules.
3: Okay. Well, then so you're going to okay. freeze them out of their league.
1: A hundred percent. I've warned them already. I am not putting up with any, any BS this season. He's unplugging them all. I'm calling um, Igor
0: Mello out. Wow. He's always trying something. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Always trying wow. Mello out. Yeah, that'll be his new team name. All right, listen. Uh, so, just keep that in mind. If you're in a CBS league and you turn that setting off—that only players are on IR uh, can go in an IR spot—that means anybody can be in an IR spot, and you have to police your league. You have to be on the honor mm-hmm. system here. You have to always keep an eye on it, make sure people aren't taking advantage of that. Sometimes people don't don't even realize they do it. They they don't do it on purpose. They might have mm-hmm. a player come off IR and they forget to bring him
3: off. Yeah, so- I, I, and I will give you a perfect example of that Adam, because Heath is the commissioner of our Dynasty League, and he's been you know trying to police everybody. And I had Ryan Tannehill on the IR spot because he's on the COVID list, and now he's off, and now I have to make an ad drop before uh, this week. So yeah. I have to adjust my lineup. But I'm aware of it, but I think people should need, need to be aware of it. it. It is funny, though, with the league that we were talking about with Dave, because I, I went and looked. I'm like, oh, is it? Is nobody allowed to be on IR? Like, did, did Dave not have IR spots? And so I looked at the roster and the first player I saw that had somebody with an eye next to it was Dave's roster. And I was like, what the hell? Cheater.
0: (laughs) The cheater. All right. Well, mystery solved. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're giving out our superlatives for 2021 and we're reading yours as well. We'll be right back. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half ton Tundra. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
3: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles,
0: Can I take Najee Harris out of that? Can we...
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Other than Najee Harris, uh, Chris, I'm going to talk very slowly to help like your internet get ready for this. Who is your rookie of the
1: year? I think it's got to be Jamar Chase if it's not Najee Harris. I know training camp and preseason didn't quite go as we hoped it would, but he's still you know, I think the most talented pass catcher in this in this class, I think he's still, you know, given that none of the other running backs are slated for a huge role in week one, I think Jamar Chase is the guy who has the best t- potential for that. You know, Odell Beckham, Justin Jefferson, gigantic rookie season. Even
3: if like those two guys, you might have to wait a little while for it. Okay, Jamie? Well, first, if any of those quarterbacks hit, it's going to be a runaway, you know, out of Lawrence Fields mm-hmm. or, or Lance, because they can have a Justin Herbert type season. But I'm going to go Kyle Pitts, because if he hits at the tight end position, being the position that it is, I mean, that's going to be a, a huge difference maker for fantasy managers. Like Chris said, you know, if he has that unicorn type of season, yeah. he has that breakout season that we're all hoping to see. Um, you know, I I know I've been down on Pitts based on his price tag on draft day, but my gosh, if you knew what you were getting and he ends up being that type of player, you'd be drafting him in the second round in the same conversation with Waller and, and, and Kittle. So... Uh, I, I think you know Pitts if he hits is going to be the rookie of the fantasy rookie of the year, probably the NFL rookie of the year. It it, it could just be you know a, a, a record breaking performance for what he's capable of doing. Kyle
2: hits Dave. Just to be different, I'll say Devonte Smith, taking the Heisman Trophy winner, taking the Bolitnikoff Award winner, taking the best receiver in college football last year, who's on a team in Philadelphia that is probably going to end up throwing the ball a decent amount. He should be their top target getter. We saw Joe. I I agree with the chase call. I think Jamar Chase could be it. And I agree also like Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be the actual rookie of the year. And if he's good for fantasy, then yeah, he'll probably be up there as rookie of the year for fantasy. But man, Devontae Smith could be one of those excellent picks that people are taking in round seven or eight. They're not necessarily going to start him to begin the
3: year. Although I do like the matchup against Atlanta and he ends up evolving into a number two receiver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about this class and the opportunities that they have. You know, Waddle could be the number one receiver in Miami by a runaway. Uh, Javante Williams could be the best running back in Denver. It could be awesome, you know, I, obviously excluding Najee Harris. Um, you know, it'd be nice to see Trey Sermon and Michael Carter be the lead rushers in, in their teams, too. This is, there's a lot of opportunities for this class to be successful.
0: Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so many of those guys are being drafted within four or five rounds of each other, right? I mean, Pitts, Javante Williams, Jamar Chase, Devonte Smith...
1: And um, that's not even Jalen talking about after that. the rookie wide receivers going late in fantasy drafts who all have. I like think Terrence Marshall's got a big role. Elijah Moore, Rondale yep. Moore, these guys, mm-hmm. we all, you know, will be big parts of their offenses. And it's a very talented
0: receiving class, especially. Yep. The receiver rankings could really look a lot different in a couple of years with uh, the talent in t- the 2020 and 2021 drafts. Yeah, Hopefully we got a bunch of breakouts there. All right, fantasy comeback player of the year. Dave, you can start. Fantasy Comeback Player of the Year.
2: Can it be anybody else other than Dak Prescott?
3: Yeah. Yeah, McCaffrey.
2: Yeah,
0: McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. There's two. Uh, McCaffrey <laughs> would probably
2: be the better one. But I, I'm, I'd i look at Dak Prescott, and I think he's got a golden opportunity to keep uh, doing what he did last year. Maybe not to the same type of volume, but certainly putting up plenty of fantasy points for people.
0: Any other, any other uh, suggestions, guys? I hope it's Saquon.
3: I mean, look, we're expecting McCaffrey to be awesome. Dak, we're expecting to be awesome. Uh Barkley's the one that everybody's freaking out about, understandably so. Um, yeah, I mean McCaffrey
1: we, almost feels like he doesn't count because he was
3: so good when we did actually see him that it, it,
1: it there's almost no that.
3: what's that? It's funny you mentioned that because I spoke to him on Friday. He was uh he was on HQ. Mm-hmm. And coming out of the conversation, we showed the odds uh on William Hill and the Caesar Sportsbook of Comeback Player of the Year. And so uh Dak I think is the is the odds on favorite this is NFL comeback player of the year and McCaffrey and Barkley, I think we're pretty close. Uh, I know McCaffrey was plus seven fifty, but yeah, it does feel like he's just, you know, walking back into this, this magical situation because we've been drafting him first overall from a fantasy perspective, but it's not going to be easy, you know, for him just to all of a sudden recreate exactly what he was. We're hoping for it. We're expecting it, but it's not, you know, anything easy, but Barkley's coming off just such a much tougher injury, you know? And so the hope is that, you know, he's, by the middle to the end of the season, the old Saquon Barkley, and then we're all going to be sitting here going, remember when we should have drafted him in the first round? I'm hoping
0: by week three. <laughs> I hope it doesn't take that long.
3: Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, peak 2018 and 2019, that guy. Like, yeah. if he's that guy again, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you can win Comeback Player of the Year just for being horrible the previous season, but Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger is... uh I don't know if there are any odds for him, but (laughs) he could come back from from being pretty pretty bad quarterback. Carson Wentz.
2: Wentz could be a good one. Yeah. Hey, would you guys be interested in hearing how the first round of a draft that I'm in right now went? Because there's somebody missing who didn't get picked that...
0: Wait, I'm going to guess.
2: Make your eyes pop. Uh, Zeke. McCaffrey first. Wait, what's the scoring in... in Full PPR plus a quarter point per first down. Hmm. Cook is second. Kamara third, Zeke fourth, Devontae Adams fifth, Henry sixth, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones seven. Sure. Nope. Aaron Jones went seventh. Eckler, eighth, Jonathan Taylor, ninth. Kelsey. Chubb 10th. Adams. Devontae Adams. Kelsey. No, no, he Adams went fifth.
3: Adams was taken,
2: Saquon Barkley eleventh. Tyreek Hill twelfth. Kelsey. No Travis Kelsey in the first round. And wow. you do have to start a tight end. Who
0: did you take over Kelsey?
2: I took Taylor. I like, I like no, it's not. Jonathan Taylor's going to be awesome. He's not gonna be better than Kelsey. <laughs> I'll find a tight end later. Look, if this whole league is gonna treat tight ends this way, I'm gonna get a great tight end in round three.
1: Should have gotten a great tight end in round two. <laughs> gotten one in round one.
0: <laughs> uh, my brother was doing a draft uh full PPR, and he got Kittle in round four. In fact, yeah. he he called me and, and he has third round pick, and I'm like, all right, tell me who's available. I was like, oh, take this guy. And I go, Well, you know what? I should have asked you about the tight ends. Uh, he's like George Kittle. I'm like, oh. I better not. We better not miss him in round four. Luckily, came back to round four. How about tonight? I help
3: my my 12-year-old cousin draft uh, his team against his friends tonight? And
0: <laughs> That seems unfair.
3: We get to the third round, and he's like – I mean, I was just giving him you know, names. And he uh, – so his first – Dalvin Cook falls to five. He gets uh, – I told him to take Waller in round two. And then he gets to round three, and he's telling me the receivers. I'm like, God, it's crazy all these receivers are off the board. Uh, we didn't get to like the fifth round, so we realized it was what he told me it was a fourteen-team league. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that helped. That's good to know. Yeah, but he did. He did a good job. All right, fantasy biggest bust, biggest bust.
2: I mean, this is where I would put Saquon. I think he's absolutely a candidate to be a huge bust. I'm this not year. asking
0: for candidates, baby. I'm asking for who's going to be the big round two. Bust. Though that's a that's
3: a big bust for him. Well, if he doesn't, if, if he gives you, but you were saying last week you're taking him, you're fifteenth or eighteen overall. Yeah, so even at that point, if he doesn't
2: deliver 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns, something like that, I think you'll be a little disappointed. But then, why would you take him in that spot? In the second round? Yeah, I would maybe. take him in the second round, but I would still be a little disappointed if that's all he gave me. If it was a year kind of like I don't know who had 1,207 last year, I can't even remember off the top of my head. It seems like it was four years ago, but <laughs> like he he gets banged up and the Giants stink and it's just like a slog of a year where he's got like five or six good games, and everybody just kind of looks at him and goes, oh, he wasn't even worth a second-round pick. And the the end-of-the-year totals are what I'm saying. 17 games, seven touchdowns, and he just doesn't deliver.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris, biggest bust?
1: I hate to say it because I'm such a fan of the player, but Miles Sanders, I just... If the pass-catching doesn't come back... I think the floor could fall out for him. I wrote about that in Friday's FFT newsletter. Um, I I just, I think there's a real chance he's just loses a significant amount of value between this year and next year. And we're not Mm -hmm. talking about him as even a top 75 pick.
0: I offered George, uh, George Maselli in our 2QB league, I offered him straight up my Josh Jacobs or his Miles Sanders. He turned it down. He then countered Miles Sanders and Cam Newton. Thanks, George for <laughs> josh jacobs for josh jacobs and uh and james winston
3: and I, you obviously I, insulted him
0: i i mean you remember you remember i made that pick when i was doing a podcast and i was like regretting immediately not taking miles sanders but i as i said on the mailbag show i'm tired of this miles slanders people are <laughs> slandering his name he is going to surprise people I hope so. He, he doesn't have to do really much. a really talented player, but it round just, i don't know. It seems like he's got the yips. Even if he doesn't catch the ball, like that doesn't really make him any different than Josh Jacobs. So I think if you get him in round five, uh, yeah. you know,
3: round five is perfect. Be fine. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I, I've 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 been you know very much anti Miles Sanders, but like I took him in a draft last weekend as my third running back. Like that's perfect. Like you yeah. know, you get him as as a second guy if you go heavy receiver. You know, uh, to start your team. You know, if he falls to round five, still. I think people are still a little bit enamored with the name, even round four. I mean, look—it's all—it's all—it's all about cost. You know, Any time you get a player that's falling to the right price, it's just perfect. Okay, who's the biggest bust for you, Jamie? You know, I—I'm I, not going to look at the ADP because I think that's you know unfair for the way our site does ADP. But Aaron Rodgers is still the fifth quarterback off the board, and that just makes me a little bit you know nerve wracking because I think we're going to see some regression to whatever extent, and if he's back to what he was prior to 20. 20, he was still a very good quarterback, but he's going still ahead of Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. And I just can't understand that. You know, again, I don't know what the uh, scope is because it's always hard to gauge quarterbacks when we look at ADP, because, you know, especially ours when it factors in two quarterback and super flex. But uh, if you tell me that this is realistically happening, that Aaron Rodgers is going ahead of Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray, uh, excuse me, ahead of Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson, I, I can't, I can't buy it.
0: I'm not sure if you guys uh, read the article I sent you about the rules changes this year
3: i skimmed it but i didn't read the whole thing sorry
0: some interesting stuff first of all it was an espn article was QA with uh john Perry, i think what one of the one of the former officials who was like did replay stuff and basically there's a rule i wasn't aware of that you cannot block low line offensive players cannot block low outside of the tight end box so
3: yeah for screen passes Mm -hmm. yeah so think
0: about so the linemen can't Uh, take out a defensive back low or anything like that. But the official actually said this is an advantage to the offense because the defensive back also cannot go low. So he thinks this will help outside run games and screen passes, or specifically to the outside run games. But the other thing that I saw was that they are probably going to call more holding this year, offensive holding. And, you know, we had such inflated passing numbers last year and I think a lot of that was because we had such few, uh, so few offensive holding calls. If that goes up, the mobile quarterbacks could have an even bigger edge against the pocket passers because passing numbers are going to come down. So it's just something to keep in mind when you start taking Aaron Rodgers over Dak. Not so. Much. I mean, Dak's not a huge rusher. But, but but he but, I mean, compared to Rodgers, he's probably 200 more rushing yards. So, it's something to keep in mind. We'll see how it plays out. Shouldn't expect as many points as we had last year, most points in a season in NFL history. Uh, obviously, 17 games will change that, but per game. We have some tweets. Let's see. Let me get on Twitter. I asked everybody for your fantasy superlatives. Those four categories, which were MVP, and I think a lot of people said McCaffrey, by the way, for that, and I don't blame them. MVP, Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and Biggest Bust. Okay, All Dade says, Derrick Henry, MVP, Kyle Pitts, Rookie, Comeback Player of the Year, Gaskin. I don't know that I get that one.
3: Yeah, that's a little... I mean, he missed six games, so I guess.
0: Okay, and maybe he's coming back from uh, preseason week two. <laughs> yeah, coming <laughs> back week from week being one. buried in Pre- week one. week one, yeah. Uh, and Saquon Barkley, Biggest Bust. Interesting. See? Let, let's, see who, let's see who shows up a lot.
3: Oh, he could definitely be the biggest bust, but you were saying take him round two in the middle of round two.
0: So what's wrong
2: with that? He could still be a big bust when you take him in the middle of round two. But you're two.
3: telling people to take him there, though. Well,
2: everybody else is saying to take him in late round one, including you.
3: I'm not calling him a bust, though. You're telling people still to take him in the middle of round two, and you're calling him a bust. I don't get that.
2: I put him so far in my rankings where I think I'm never getting him. Oh, because I think in every league, someone will take him before then.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, Vincenzo, fantasy MVP, Devontae Adams. Rookie of the year, Elijah Moore. Yeah, I like that. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson, not getting enough, enough respect. Nobody cares about him. Uh, fantasy comeback player of the year, Jameis Winston. That's not a bad call. That's a great call. Mm-hmm. Biggest bust, DeAndre Swift. I mean, McCaffrey is the
2: call for fantasy comeback player of the year.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, probably. But, you know, people mm-hmm. want to be original. Jameis is a good original pick.
1: Well, that's why yeah, I, I had, like, also it, fit into that, by the way. It's probably just that a lot of people just don't even think about Christian McCaffrey for this one. Because it wasn't this, like a serious season ending type injury. It wasn't, you know, it
0: wasn't surgery. It wasn't anything like that. It was just kind of Is too McCaffrey going to play this week? Injury. Is McCaffrey going to play this week? It was annoying. That's what yeah. it was. Uh, fantasy biggest bust, DeAndre Swift. And I don't know. At some point, I don't know if this happened to you guys. At some point, I was like, you know what? He's on the Lions. I don't know. How great could he be? Yeah, you just you, realize this now? No, no, because I, I see every year there is a player who... I like DeAndre Swift. If he, if he falls to me in round four, I, I have one more draft. If he falls to me in round four, I am all over it. Uh, but every year there's at least one running back who's on a terrible offense that finishes as a top 12 running back in PPR. The only thing you need to do is... Is be involved in the passing game. And I guess I would say have a heavy workload with involvement in the passing game. I don't, it's not going to typically be like Giovanni Bernard, James White. So he fits that. But God, mm-hmm. they just, oh, they're such a mess. And they're really going to use Jamal Williams enough. I don't know. I'm not sure he can get the work and the touchdowns scare me, even though he had a lot of them last year. But, I, I don't know why I'm saying all this because I really I, 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 I really risk. like Swift, but... I think there's risk with both Swift
1: and Hawkinson disappointing in that offense. Um, but I think they're both going to be so involved that like the f- the floor is not going to drop out. Obviously, with Swift, the injury could change that if the grind injury just lingers. But like, I think he's going to get so many touches and so much passing game work that no matter what happens, even if he's not great, he's going to be pretty good. And I think the same is true of Hawkinson, even if that offense is a disaster. I think where, where I worry for both of them is just, can they hit the upside in that offense? That's my concern. Yeah. Not
0: so right. much that the bottom's going to fall out. That's a very good way of saying it. All right, uh, let's see. From, from Bada Bing, Bada Boom, MVP is McCaffrey. Rookie of the Year is Fields. Comeback player is Saquon. And here's here's the fun one. Biggest bust is Antonio Gibson.
3: I can see oh, it. No. That's not fun. No, no I can no. see
0: it if the passing no, no.
1: game's not there. Like if if he's still only playing like 10 15 percent of their third down snaps, I could definitely see it. I hope not. I'm not expecting it, but I think it's a of
3: possibility. They gave you a good little blueprint though about what they're going to do first and second down with him. So
1: yeah, yeah, he is going to. I mean, he, so mean, he still had five touches. targets on first and second down and like thirty
0: something snaps. So there there was still a pretty healthy usage. Okay, let's see from Mendel, MVP DeAndre Swift slash James Robinson. Who do you guys like better? Robinson. Robinson. Robinson,
2: But I don't think either one of them will be the fantasy MVP. It would take a lot.
0: Rookie of the year, Kyle Pitts.
3: Robinson was the MVP last year.
0: It's true. Uh, Rookie of the year, Kyle Pitts. Comeback player of the year, Carson Wentz. What a tough scenario for him. Loses T.Y. Hilton. Has basically no preseason. no, No preseason. No left tackle. No left tackle. Yeah, uh, right. No left tackle. uh, I don't know when Eric Fisher will be back, but for now, no left tackle. And it's valuable time not practicing. First the foot, then COVID. Tough spot for Carson Wentz. Uh, Biggest bust, George Kittle will finish top seven, but
3: not top three. You called that too.
0: I'm less... I feel like like, uh, Trey Lance is a long way from playing, from starting. But I also I feel like him just being on the field and being in the mix is also not good for Kittle. But- yeah, I think it's bad for all the pass catchers there.
2: Because any just, anytime you see two quarterbacks taking over, like usually that leads to more running. How often do you see two quarterbacks work in tandem? First of all, you rarely see it. And then when you do, one of them is usually a good rusher. And this is already a team that doesn't throw the ball that much. I so- the Gators where they both run. <laughs> for Sure and that would be terrible for Ayuk. When when this looked like it was happening and I started to process it, I moved Ayuk down and Kittle to me is like a late round 3 pick now.
1: Yeah, the thing for me is just anytime we've seen Kittle on the floor no matter what or on the field no matter what permutation of other pass catchers, quarterbacks, whatever, he's always been a target hog. You know, even when Ayuk played last season, the, the 16 game pace when him and Kittle shared the field was like Kittle getting a, like 40 more targets over 16 games or something like that. So
3: For every him to be the number seven tight end, it's going to have to be Hawkinson and Andrews and Pitts all hitting. Yeah. And somebody else, obviously Logan Thomas or fans or whoever you might want to say, or the fluke, like we saw last year with Tanya or, or, or Logan Thomas, you know, somebody's gonna have to push him down without him getting hurt. I mean, obviously he gets hurt then it's a different story.
0: Yeah. I'll read one more uh, from, all right, from something Philly. Conchie Philly, I don't know. Christian McCaffrey MVP, Javante Williams Rookie of the Year, Jameis Comeback Player of the Year, and Ezekiel Elliott Biggest Bust.
3: I mean, the news this weekend didn't help. <laughs> you know, I mean, he starts off on a bad, bad foot, and people are mm-hmm. going to get panicked. But you know, it's uh, it it's hard not to see what the upside is with him.
0: Yeah. I'm really interested to see what he looks like this year because he, I think he knows he did not run well enough last season, and it's really been two years in a row where the explosive plays are basically gone. So is he a guy who's just had so much work that we're starting to see him slow down? Um, you know, because he's had a ton of work. He's, this is what his sixth year. Uh, he's had so much work so far in his career, and uh, I, you know, he slimmed down. He's one of the biggest storylines for me. I have a lot of Zeke actually, or maybe mm-hmm. maybe three or four teams. And I want to see what he looks like. I want to see how he runs
3: this year. Or if I want to is, see Zach Martin on the field for as many games as possible. Yeah, look, he, Martin's oh. probably gonna miss one. We're all for one on that. Yep. So I, well, if I there just, is a game to miss, because he's probably gonna struggle against the Bucks anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like let, let him go out and catch six or seven passes. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. you're you're hoping on him, even if he's not a great rusher per you know, per carry. He's gonna catch a lot of passes. That's what you're hoping for. Mm-hmm. And the, this is his sixth year, and he has the, the amazing uh, thing 6, with his workload. And,
1: the amazing thing with his workload and how long he's been in the NFL is he's only two and a half years older than Najee Harris.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, but, he is, but he does have a heavy workload.
1: Oh, yeah, no, and, and workload might be, you know, as, if not more important when you're talking about when a running back might fall off in age.
3: And you want to make a nice wager. His uh over under on rushing yards is eleven hundred point five. Wow! I think he shatters that. Yeah, to Take yeah. the over. On that. He was on pace. Just, just, just to give you the the last year's numbers. He was on pace over seventeen games in the five he played with Dak to go for over 12, 1,200. And this is still a two time rushing champion. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, let's look some who emails. the third quarterback off the board was in this draft that I'm in.
3: Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> See that? I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Thirty eighth <laughs> overall. Okay, from Mark. Where's I stand th- by my bus call.
0: Where's Mark from? Omaha, Nebraska. Dear Billy, Dick, Chavez, and Doc. Those are holidays, right? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Billy
1: Holiday, Doc Holiday. Dick Holiday. I think holiday. Dick Holiday's a thing. I don't know what Chavez holiday is, but that's my guess.
0: Okay. Tight end premium league, Deep Dynasty. We have we have three taxi squad spots. Which of these three players would you place on your taxi squad? I have Kyle Pitts. So. Albert O., James Washington, Amari Rogers, Jawan Johnson, Anthony Ferkser, O.J. Howard, Larry Ra- Larry Roundtree.
3: I think Ferkser is the first name that I would put. Not a tiny premium. I keep him active. Albert O. is easy.
2: He's up there,
3: but I think Ferkser gets more work than Alberto. Right, so you don't want to put him on your taxi squad. You want to keep him active.
2: Well, how did, did he
3: say
0: how the taxi squad worked? No.
3: I'm assuming Dave, these guys are on his roster, right?
0: I don't I honestly don't
3: know. I I don't know.
0: Yeah, kind of. Because he said well, who would you place on taxi squad?
3: Right. So I'd want to have the opportunity to use Ferkser. I'm never playing Albert O unless Noah Fant gets hurt and all of a sudden the tight end position for Denver changes dramatically and they yeah. start leaning on him.
0: I think right. I think Dave would agree with that. You'd rather start mm-hmm. Furkser. So don't put for. okay, so Albert O, James Washington you can put on your taxi squad, right? Yep. And then it's Amari Rogers, Jawan Johnson, O.J. Howard, or Larry Roundtree.
3: I mean, it comes down to—I mean, Amari Rogers. What's he going to do when everybody's healthy? Return punts. Okay. Yeah.
0: Craig from the home of Larry Holmes. I don't know. Hollywood, California. Sure. I have the eighth pick. Eighth pick in a (laughs) uh, 10-team non-PPR league. My thoughts are Chubb and Najee. Or some combo of two running backs, or should I go a receiver like Diggs or another top five guy? What would you do with the eighth pick in a 10 team non PPR league?
3: Chubb would be fantastic.
0: But you going like running back, running back, running back, receiver. Remember, non PPR.
3: I'd love to go running yeah. back, running back.
0: Yeah. 10, so, ten team non PPR. I think running back, running back. From Revon, who I was going to sing Levon, but. I don't think I should. Please don't say. Yeah, I won't. Who to start week one at our at running back? Oh, look, pick wants the thing? <laughs> Go get your cat. Go get your czar. All right, who to start at week one? Shave a J in your chest. Pick two running backs: <laughs> Javante Williams, Trey Sermon, Devin Singletary, Giovanni Bernard, Kenyon Drake, or Wayne Gallman. What's the question? Who just pick two running backs to start?
1: And I have to I have to pick two of those.
0: Yeah, Javante Williams, Trey Sermon, Singletary Geo, Drake, and Gallman.
3: Sermon. I'm taking the
1: rookies. Yeah, I think Williams and Sermon.
2: That's
0: how I have it ranked.
2: First time I've said that for a regular season question. Yay.
0: My gosh. If if Javante Williams has like four catches in week one, I'm gonna win all my leagues. <laughs> it's gonna be like just like, oh my god, he's the passing downs guy.
3: It's gonna be great. What well, if Melvin Gordon has four catches in week one? You're gonna, to- I'm
0: gonna lose all my leagues. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good stuff, guys. Thank you for a very entertaining show. We are looking forward to getting week one underway. So we'll keep telling you some of our favorite stashes. Um, We'll give you some potential buy lows. Yeah, even now, just players that you can look to trade, sell highs, those types of things. Uh, We are going to preview Thursday. We always preview Thursday Night Football on Wednesday. Then our Thursday show is the AFC Home Games. Our Friday show is the NFC Home Games. We also have a lot of live streams for you. We have a Tuesday night, a Thursday afternoon, and a Sunday morning live stream on our YouTube channel. Keep all those details out later in the week. Thanks a lot to Jamie, Dave, and Chris. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football. Tuesday.